Did you ever used to guess how many sweets were in the jar? I really struggled with that. Yeah, I was really bad at it. I was really bad. Some people were really good at it. Do you remember there was all that one girl yeah. that always won it? Oh, that was because somebody told her. Do you reckon? Oh, I never thought of that. Oh, you were uh, cynical Jeez. from a young age, Mariam. <laughs> <laughs> I never would have thought of that. The cynicism served me well. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, Me Time and Murder is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, well, big surprise. Tres, what are you drinking? I am drinking a Pukka Chimeric Active or Active Chimeric. I forget the name. I don't have the box in front of me. I believe you. <laughs> Chimer- I want to say I want to say Chimeric Active if I had to put my money on it. Nobody's asking you to like raise the stakes that high, Tris. I've got fairly good photographic memory. <laughs> Humble brag, you know. I, I feel Humble like brag. I do. Yeah, I'm loving it. I'm going, going through that box way too fast. I need oh. to slow down. Like I love it oh. too much. Also, yeah, but in... I mean, like, it's still cheaper than like getting a tea at Starbucks, well, which is, is like, it. yeah. Oh, but three I'm sorry, I judge people who get tea at Starbucks, and my own <laughs> boyfriend gets tea at Starbucks, oh. so don't anyone take offense. But hot water in a bag, like, please, I'm not paying for that. Because, if... like, I don't know how to make like a caramel macchiato. So exactly. when I go to Starbucks, it's like, well, they can give me it. It's like a experience. This 100%. is a service that I don't know how to do. Tactic mm-hmm. for everything in in terms of like food service. <laughs> if I'm going to like a restaurant, I want something that I can't cook. Thanks very much. Yeah, like I don't know how to make spring rolls, so I always order spring rolls. Yeah, yeah. It's different in Starbucks if you get one of those more kind of summery teas with the ice and the peach and the. Mm. To be honest, I think they just pour a lot out of like a bottle. To be honest, but I, I agree. I think it's just a concentrate. Yeah, same. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's all it is. But there is something yeah. refreshing about the ice and stuff because, like, I don't have a big enough freezer to always have ice. I've got, like, the ice cube uh-huh. trays, which are crap, and I hate them. But, you know, uh, what are you drinking, Mariam? I am drinking another Marks and Spencer's strawberry tea. I've got it hot this time because Jaren made it for me, and it, he doesn't use ice. He doesn't know what he's doing. God love him. God love him. He tried. He tried. No, I'll drink it. I'll drink it. It's too hot to be drinking hot tea. Huh? I feel like it's too hot to be drinking hot tea. That's the problem over there. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, I want iced tea. It's just like, but when it's, when it's hot, you're meant to drink hot tea because it helps your body like lower the tension. It's like, that's bullshit. I hear that all the time and I do not understand it. And that's just like, but you don't drink cold tea or cold drinks in the winter. Why does warm. people only say this in the summer? I don't get what the what's actually happening in the body, what mechanisms are happening that would actually make that true. It is nonsense. But people say it over and over. Like when we were in India, do you remember? They were like, oh, yeah, 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 hot tea. And I was like, what? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. you only drink hot tea to like lower to like lower your body temperature Maybe or something it's like true for people who are from those areas like sometimes i'll be sitting on the couch with a hoodie on and i'll be drinking a, a cup of traditional tea and i'll be like oh taking my hoodie off you know Ooh. you'll get hot yeah i get hot definitely warm it warms up your blood hmm. um okay and what about your me time 
for my me time, I'm just putting on a little Neutrogena Hydro Boost mask. So it's like mm. the moisturizer I use every day, but in a mask form. So it's more concentrated. Mm. I keep these in the fridge. They're really nice. Oh, mm. nice. What about you? What are you um, doing for your me time? Today I am using, I smell like a mango. I was out sunning myself today out in the courtyard and so I'm a little bit, I'm not burnt, but I'm like toasty. So I put on the Body Shop Mango Butter, Body Butter Booey Corpse, Body Butter, Mango Flavor, Smell. Ooh. Anything mango scented does make me want to eat it though. Always. <laughs> Love you mango. You want to eat me? What? <laughs> you want to eat me? I fucking smell like a mango. <laughs> I smell great. I am slippery. You are as so fancy F. with your courtyard, Maria. My courtyard. It's not really. It's it's, it's tanning like, in my courtyard. Yeah, on my like ninety nine p yoga mat on, <laughs> <laughs> on the floor. Don't even have a seat to sit in. Oh, I don't know. No, it's because yeah, it's not a balcony. Huh? I don't know what to call it. I don't know what to call it. It's not a balcony. No courtyard. And it's is not what a roof. Sticking with it's, that. it's a courtyard it's so strange it's not a roof it's not a balcony it's because it's like it's not a garden in. it's walled in but yeah. we're on the second floor it's a courtyard so it's car- courtyard <laughs> it's so strange I feel, I feel parisian i love it i'm so jealous we just have a balcony that's like shared with other people it's like this big long walkway oh. it's kind of more of a fire exit really i was gonna I say think. it sounds like a fire exit yeah. yeah it's more of a fire exit as people do sit out on it sometimes but you feel like you're sharing it with other people which i don't really like and it's not like you could like barbecue although one time we did try to but then it failed i always feel at barbecues it's like the yeah. meat doesn't cook i don't know oh jesus christ you don't, don't want to fuck that bit up right but i don't know what i'm yeah. doing wrong yeah i don't know maybe you need to be a man that's probably the most sexist thing i've ever said in my life oh men love barbecue men seem to get it i don't get it <laughs> I, what am i doing wrong and i'm a great cook maybe i'm you not are? letting it smoke or, or get hot enough i don't know maybe do you know what maybe i'm buying really cheap barbecue because <laughs> <laughs> i'm so tight <laughs> that could be it. i don't know it's always like because there's always like too much food and I'm just like you have to eat your food in like waves I find it weird don't it's like, like that okay. yeah I don't like that yeah no. it's like now no, we're no, doing no, the no. burgers now we're doing the chicken wings now we're doing the sausages and it's just like, it's like you're gonna have to wait another 10 minutes for another sausage yeah. it's like oh wow it's so thanks. strange yeah <laughs> for a sausage I would I'd love one of the proper ones if I had a house with a back garden you know and a proper barbecue but then I think how often would I use it really we have a proper barbecue that's been left over from the last oh, tenants. I don't know if it's proper. What's a proper barbecue? Well, like, like stand, if it's like not in a tray, to me, it's a proper it's not barbecue. In a tray. It's not in a tray. It's like okay, a big, that's a proper barbecue well. to me. Jaren would love one. Him being American, Americans mm. love barbecues. But, like, I think if me and Jaren get a house, we'll probably build one. Like a big one. Oh, cool. But he says he wants, like, a gas one. He says in America they always use gas. And I'm like... Sure, that's right, just, but then where's that's the not point? Barbecue. So it's like it should be on a fire, not on gas. It needs coals like, or whatever. Yeah, I think I, if it came it. down to it, if we had a house, Dan would probably prefer to invest money in like a pizza oven. Do you ever see people oh, have really? pizza ovens in their back gardens? 
That sounds like fun. Oh, yeah. But that's a lot of pizza. Can it only make pizzas? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Okay, well, we can go to your house for pizzas and our house for barbecues. Yay. Imaginary world. <laughs> we have enough money to build a house and outdoor eating. <laughs> okay, Trez. So, speaking of barbecues, today we are going to talk about the Europa Hotel. Mariam, you didn't know to say that. Oh my god. I don't know. Was that a, was that was that a segue? <laughs> technically fire. it was. Technically it was. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I didn't know you had this one finished yet. Okay. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Very yeah. excited. Because we were recording an episode and we mentioned it. We mentioned the Europa Hotel and the first thing you ever think about is what? Bombs. Bombs. The most bombed hotel in the world. So, do you know anything about the Europa Hotel? Uh, I'm not sure about its origins, but when I worked on the hotel, it's part of the Hastings group. So they own seven sister hotels in Belfast. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, sorry, some of them are in... There's one in Derry. There's one in Derry. They're, they're, they're all over Northern Ireland, but most of them are in like Antrim. I believe it is still part of the Hastings group, yeah. It is, yeah, yeah. But, but what I'm trying to say is I just don't know, did they like buy it and bring it into their group? What Did somebody else own it in the past or was it always part of the Hastings no. um, collection? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. I was very unsure about the origins either. I was like, I don't know anything about this ho- this famous hotel. I don't know. I feel I I think like a lot of famous people went to stay there. Yeah, I don't know much about it either. Um, except that it's the most bomb hotel in the world. Move over, Cecil. We are going to talk about the Europa. Oh yeah. So the Europa Hotel is still open today. Do you know how many bedrooms it has? Do you want to guess? Uh, I would have known all this stuff like back in the day when I was working on it. Mm. Wait, what were you doing that you were working on it? So I worked for an advertising agency in Belfast and we would do all of their collateral. So advertising, marketing, campaigns, you know, Christmas campaigns. Come have your dinner in a hotel on Christmas. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, so, right, 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 right. Okay, I'm going to make a guess. Oh my God, this is going to be wrong. 200? Is it more? Yeah, there's um two hundred and seventy two bedrooms. Okay, I wasn't too off. Okay. Not too far off. Including one presidential suite, Ooh. five junior suites, and ninety two executive bedrooms. Oh. On the ground floor there's a lobby, a lobby bar and a restaurant. While on the first floor there is a piano bar lounge. Yeah, I've Did been in the, the piano lounge? bar lounge. It's literally called the piano bar lounge, I think. And it's oh, got a piano. Wow. Yeah. That's insightful, creative, not just kiss. Because <laughs> we <laughs> came yeah, up I had to with do that? an audit, so I had to like go in and like see like what are the bedrooms like when you first walk in. So it was like things like yeah. that. We went up to the ballroom upstairs. Like it's got a really good view at the very top. I'm trying to remember, mm-hmm. we went and, we went into different. Some of the rooms are creepy, but like the real way, mm-hmm. you get a bit of a creepy vibe. Mm-hmm. Whenever there's not enough yeah. windows, it just doesn't yes. feel nice. Do you know what I, I mean? Agree. It's quite a tall building. It is. Yeah. The hotel also has a conference and an exhibition centre. Various conference and bouquets, bouquet, banqueting suites, as well as a 12th floor penthouse suite. Oh. 
It was built on the site of the former Great Northern Railway Station. So oh, it used to be, yeah, where the train station was. What does the word Europa mean? You always ask questions I've never researched. <laughs> In Greek mythology, Europa was a Phoenician princess who was abducted and taken to Crete by Zeus in the guise of dot dot dot. I think it just means Europe. Are they just going for Europe? But then why not just call it Europe? Is the Europe? mother moon goddess? I've seen other things called Europa. Right. So anyway. In the mid to late 60s, visitors were flocking to Northern Ireland and apparently, well, Belfast particularly. Um, and back in those days, Belfast was busier than Dublin sometimes. Mm-hmm. Investors decided, hey, we're going to build a hotel. So two million pounds were invested to make a luxurious international hotel that would wine and dine the rich and famous so in 1969, construction started at the Great, at Great Victoria Street, Belfast. But that same year, British troops were sent in to settle a little bit of trouble. A little bit? <laughs> You've got a spot of trouble here. Oh dear. So it, ha- it was built whenever everything was starting to kick off. In 1971, the Europa opened with a bang. No. I'm sorry. How, how much is this going to continue, these really bad puns? Oh, God. I, I have quite a few puns, Oh, yes. great. Okay, I'll just prepare myself now that they're coming. <laughs> okay, okay. A few weeks before the grand opening, the Europa experienced its first of many bombs. And Wait, sorry, did you def- say within the first few weeks? Yes, before it even opened. Wait, wait, what? Before it even opened? Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's like, so mean. Look, okay, I know like, like a lot of people died and this is a hotel, but there could be people inside the hotel building it and stuff. I'm sure you're going yeah, to get to that. Yeah, there was people inside. Like, yeah. There were obviously deaths, like, I'm sure. Well. Okay, we'll get to it. But yeah, like, don't... People are working hard on this building. Oh, my God. I know. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. An incendiary device was hidden behind a back door. It exploded. When it exploded, it slammed one worker into a table and another young girl's tights melted onto her legs. Stop it. Stop mm-hmm. it. That's horrible. And, mm-hmm. and then it opened a few weeks later. Oh. Isn't it just crazy? Just from the Europa's birth. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, it started. Like, I don't want to say the word cursed, but almost, you know, mm-hmm. it's like a bad mm-hmm. omen. Like, today, obviously it's such a different time, and we all know what was going on, but like today, if that happened, if somewhere got bombed, and then you're like, oh yeah, let's open it, and it, it would put people off going there. Well, we're going to get into it, but basically it did. Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it put me, I would not go to a place that had been bombed. Well, like, sorry, I've been in the Europa. You did? Multiple times. <laughs> but, it, but back in the day, you know, and I say back in the day, this is not even that long ago. But anyway. It's not that long ago. Uh, on the 9th of August, my birthday. Oh. On the 9th to the 10th of August, 1971, the troubles were really ramping up because internment was introduced. Mm-hmm. And this involved the mass arrest and imprisonment imp- imprisonment of 342 people without trial. 
Yeah. So 342 people were suspected of being involved in the IRA without sentencing or or trial. They were just thrown in prison. Yeah, they just this, left it them. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. This, of course, kicked off protests in the city, as well as rioting and escalation into violence. And the Europa was in the middle of the world's biggest news story. The whole world was listening and watching what was going on in Northern Ireland, Belfast. The Europa had planned on being a luxurious hotel for travel and lavish experiences, but instead it was home to young journalists getting the Belfast scoop. Mm. Because the Europa was so central, paramilitary members and politicians would go to the Europa to do interviews with the journalists. Mm-hmm. So I watched a documentary on YouTube about it. Okay. And they were saying that... You should link that. Normally... I will. Okay, yeah, cool. sure. If I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have it here. I have the link here. So normally, if they're going to do interviews, like the journalists would like go to the politician's office or they would come to like the news, like newsroom or something like that there. But instead, everybody met in the Europa See, where the where journalists were staying. Wrong. Why? It's a hot spot. Because it's a hot spot now and it's a target spot. So, yeah, and that is literally my next line. Yeah, like spread it out, people. Yeah. So it made that ho- the hotel that bit more desirable to be bombed as yeah. a guaranteed press coverage. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. also is like there's going to be someone in it as well. There's potentially so-and-so's having a meeting with, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So a few months later, in October 1971, there were two bombs found, but they didn't go off. Oh. On the 20th of October, one bomb was left was left at the phone boxes in the lobby. And on the 22nd of October, only two days later, one bomb was left at the reception. <gasps> it two was days left by later. Two... Could you yeah. imagine working there? You, mm-hmm. you would be having a heart attack every day. Mm-hmm. A bomb every two days? Like what? Like that's what? Well, these ones wouldn't want to be a receptionist there. You wouldn't get paid a lot either for being a receptionist. And then you have to deal with bombs. I know, right? Pfft, couldn't pay me to do that. Apparently, this bomb at reception was like left by two 18 year olds, <gasps> these like scrawny 18 year olds. And the bombs even had the letters I R A scrawled in it. Oh my god, it's almost comical. I know. It's just like, are you serious? I can't believe like, they even got in. Do they not have like a doorman? I think they just walked in. I guess in. you can't discriminate, but. I don't know about you, but I always feel weird. If I feel like I'm too scruffy to walk into a fancy place, I just don't go in. So I feel like I am going to be stopped. <laughs> like, they're not going to let me in here. <laughs> but they right. just walked in with a bomb, my just God. walked in with a bomb. They yeah. should have had... I mean, they should have had... Pr- not even just a doorman. Security. They should have had... From day one, from the first bomb, they should have... Maybe yeah. they did have security? I don't know. But they were shit. Maybe. And apparently it... To defuse bombs, it can take around nine hours to oh, defuse wow. a bomb. Yeah. Because and you they need can't, to like, like move it, right? No. Well you so, can, I think you have to wait for like an hour and then you have to take pictures of it yeah. and you have to do all these different things to yeah. it before you can move it. And okay. then you can't open it without doing X rays to see into the bomb and like wow. all these different things. It takes forever. Yeah, so it's really, like, disrupting business and whatnot. So in 1972, a few months later, in February, in the back of the building, a bomb went off. 
A month later, in March, a, a car exploded in the car park. In April, oh, a hijacked... Just chaos. That previous bomb, no one was hurt. No one was hurt. Okay. No one was hurt in, in any... In like, unless you no tell us. Yeah. Unless I say somebody was hurt. Yeah, okay. In March, a car bomb exploded in the car park. In April, there was a hijacked lorry exploded in the in the road behind. Whoa. In, I know those roads are kind of narrow enough. They are. Yeah. Uh, and it sort of has, like, the Europa has, like roads all around it it does it does yeah yeah it's not it's not secluded in it's not like shuffled in somewhere it's not yeah. slotted in it's yeah, it's got a lot of which roads. is yeah kind of not helping things here yeah in may there was dynamite found on the second floor oh my god it didn't go off it was found on the second floor inside the building which is very scary and then a month later in june a bomb went off inside the women's toilets oh, and this was the hard. first bomb to explode inside the hotel oh because so far it's been like the back door back door has been like the front yeah the cars the lorries outside on the street yeah but nobody was was it and so there was no one hurt though yeah meanwhile all of this craziness is going on with cars and lorries and dynamite in 1972 in an attempt to draw tourism the europa tried to replicate the playboy mansion oh my god shut up what what? I know. I had I've no idea. I've never heard this. of this. What? <laughs> yep. It tried to replicate the Playboy Mansion and even with the bunnies. And these, oh my God, this is so bunnies, embarrassing. What? They weren't bunnies. They didn't have ears. But they were called the Penthouse Puppets. <laughs> <laughs> they tried. They tried. But that's so not oh. sexy. Puppets? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like something your granny would the say. Puppets. Isn't that like a, a, a candy, like a chocolate? It reminds me of the sweets. Home. I really like poppets, actually. Oh, I love poppets. But, so but like if someone called you poppet, that's a very old-fashioned term. It's old-fashioned for like cute girl, right? Yeah, it's never, it's never meant yeah. sexy, though. Oh, you're a sexy poppet. Yeah, this just doesn't work. Does not work. Doesn't All right. work. Okay. Oh, my God. This is hilarious. So the penthouse poppets were on the top floor. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't. Oh my god. So at the top, um, when you're in the penthouse, diners could order white peaches served in flaming brandy. What? What is it? Wow. I feel. I f- what is I a know. white peach? I don't know. Is it like, is it different to the orange peach? That's just not a pear. What is a white peach? I'm not gonna- <laughs> What? Like, I feel so... Okay, it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, And guess how much this... Uh, bizarre cocktail was oh that was a cocktail cocktail and flaming brandy it's like a cocktail oh okay i thought it's dessert um oh wait maybe it is a dessert i don't know how much was it um i know i have to factor in inflation i know they're they're most calculator out their most recent hotel the grand central it has um like a 360 view of Belfast at the very top of the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's called, yeah, it's called the Observatory. That's what they were going to call it anyway. I'm not sure if they, they name it that in the end. But that they were like selling shit. pints for eight pounds and people were fuming. People were oh. like, oh, hell no, you're not going to charge that. But it's that whole like penthouse thing where like you feel like you can 
just make things pricier because you're up high and you've got a view. Yes. So I don't know. I'm going this to say this is what the pop, the penthouse the penthouse in the Europa was doing. Also, they were yeah. saying that like you can have this like Playboy Mansion penthouse puppet experience with a view. It, yes, because that's the what mm-hmm. they were trying to do in the Grand Central. It was almost like this club vibe this all you know uh-huh. you're part of a club it's a bit exclusive going up because to the you can top afford floor. to pay because you can afford to pay eight quid points for a pint, pint. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. um I, oh god the brandy i don't know would it would it have been random just it wouldn't have been as much as like 13 pounds for a cocktail I, oh i didn't do inflation i don't know how much it's worth today well how much was it back then yeah, like I want to say like 13. Pounds? Yeah. In the 70s? In the 70s. Okay, let's say... Oh, I'm so bad. I don't... Let's You're so bad at this. Seven. I'm so bad at this. Seven? That's still it's a lot. 55p. 55p. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. You see, I'm not factored in the inflation. I'm thinking of today. Today? But back There's then, cocktails were cheaper than seven pounds. But what is fifty-five cent today? If you know what I mean, one pound in nineteen seventy is equivalent in purchasing power today to about fourteen seventy. So it is about seven pounds. You remember I said to you, is it about seven pounds? <gasps> yeah, right. It is. You're right. I've just, I just, it's about seven or eight pounds. Yeah. So that was. I just can't do that on my head. So that was kind of expensive, I suppose. Kind of, but not too bad. But also, I'd say, like, cocktails and that weren't really a thing. Whereas Mm -hmm. today, people are kind of willing to pay a bit more anyway. But also, it would have been more expensive because a lot of people in Belfast were not working. You know, the troubles were on. I mean, like, there was... It's a bit extravagant. It's a lot for... Anyway, so back to the penthouse poppets. Okay, with their 55p cocktails. 55p cocktails. Sounds amazing. So visitors were served and entertained by the penthouse puppets and they were a posse of young Belfast women in brown velvet leotards. (laughs) Sounds rotten. It's like the colour of a poppet as well. I know the chocolate, right? Yeah. I think that's what the poppets are named after. I don't. Know who's named after who, and why can't you get poppets anymore? I don't see them anywhere. Oh, I love poppets. Maybe it's because I'm down south. I don't know. So it was like the plan was to make the penthouse poppets like make it like a Playboy mansion feel, make it like sexy, exclusive. But what happened was in like in the documentary I was watching, all of the journalists and people who visited were just laughing and saying Northern Irish women are attractive, and you know. There are plenty of pretty girls to like that look after themselves. But like as far as it went to being like racy and sexy, the girls were more just like chatty, wholesome, like Belfast girls. They yeah. were not they weren't like American California girls with like boob jobs. What do you think of models and you think they don't talk? They don't say anything. Yeah. Northern Irish yes. people, as you say, very chatty. They're very gonna chatty. You know, whereas this whole Playboy thing is you kind of are seen but not really heard, you know. Yeah, you're very much objectified. Yeah, right? you're just there to be looked at. Mm. I don't really think Belfast girls would tolerate that. They're very much like... It's not really our vibe, no. I have something to say. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm a poppet with something to say. <laughs> anyway, so this is how it went on for the next three years. The Europa persevered to keep people employed and to push their abilities and boundaries of entertainment during the troubles in Belfast. While outside over the next three years, the front doors, back doors and side streets of the Europa endured 20 bombs. Oh my god. Over the next three years? Yes. So I'm not going to list all of them, but basically, but basically it's just like, all the streets outside. Yeah. Just, and it was constantly just on the corner, like on the street beside, on the, in the car park, in the back, yeah. and like stuff like this. 20 bombs for three years. Do we have a total number or, or are we going to get to that? Do you have a total figure we'll eventually? We'll get to that. Okay, okay. Yes. I'm I, like, we can guess again and I'll be better at this one because it doesn't involve mouths. It's just a guess. <laughs> in 1974, so I don't know much about this because we're not really taught about the troubles in history class. So there was the Sunny Deal Agreement. Do you know about that? No, it doesn't really ring any no. bells. No. We grew up in a household that didn't really talk about the troubles that much. Whereas I know that's I've, not everybody's experience growing up. I think it's just I a choice. a lot of people. I think a lot of people, like their parents don't want to talk about it they don't want to remember it yeah they want to they move don't on. teach it at school yeah mm-hmm. but 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 that's not everyone's experience so some people might be yeah. surprised if you don't know we things. don't know the sunny deal agreement yeah. yeah i don't know about this i know obviously i know about the the good friday agreement yeah obviously. yeah i but know I different know, ones so but that, like a... that doesn't ring a bell yeah. to me if you want to explain that i didn't i'm not going to go into it okay. but basically it was, we were trying to agree to share power, okay. um, but there was a collapse. So it, the agreement fell through and this caused a strike. And the strike basically shut down Belfast and the electricity supply was cut and the whole city like plunged into <gasps> darkness. Oh, and so during this time, isn't it awful? Like I oh. was like near in tears watching this documentary. I had no idea that our parents went through all of that. I like, remember mummy talking about trying to get from the art college back to the apartment and all the blocks that would be up on the road to stop you from walking and things and the curfews Mm -hmm. and yeah she Mm -hmm. used to talk about it not a lot but there was a few snippets did you find out they were definitely this was the time that they were there yes yeah because we were wondering if the time frame was correct yeah my mummy definitely was Mm mm-hmm uh, so the so the Europa it it kept going and they had to like so they did everything by candlelight. The puppets served drinks by a candlelight and Stop the, it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a little bit sexier now. Mm-hmm. Very sexy, yeah, mysterious. Candlelight. While the chef lit a fire in the backyard behind the hotel and made soup. What over it over the fire? Yeah, they were like, we're not shutting, we're not closing. Electricity, par or no par. Wow. Yeah. And the bed clothes and bed linens were taken out of the hotel and brought to the nuns at the Nazareth Lodge on the Ormo Road to be washed in their laundry, which the nuns had their own generator. And very, uh, like, very generous of them. But I feel like there was probably more needy people that the nuns should have been helping. 
I'm sure they threw the nuns a few bob. I don't think they did it for free. Aye, because I was thinking, why would the nuns, yeah. Oh, God, love the Europa. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, they must have paid them. I suppose the nuns needed the money. The nuns always need yeah. money. When do they not need money? Am I right? They're always begging for money. They're always. always. For money. <laughs> Sorry to anyone who knows any nuns, which is probably no one. <laughs> No none. No none. Oh, this, is the, this is the day of the puns. It's happening. The theme. You remember we wanted to have a theme for the episodes? This one is puns. Okay. In 1974, on the 18th of June, there was a car bomb. On the 19th of June, a day later, there was a major car bomb. Uh-oh. Okay. Because mm-hmm. severe Yeah, because I knew that damage. there had been some more biggies. I'd always known that, Yes, and know. then only two weeks later, there was, on the 11th of July, there was a car bomb that shattered every single window in the hotel. Yeah, I think I knew about that one. That's really sad. Yeah, very sad. I mean, and windows then aren't Two weeks later, there was cheap. another one. Sorry? Windows aren't cheap. Um, I get into the windows later. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, the windows... Are su- like are such a talking point when it comes to the Europa mm-hmm. because it, I mean like a hotel has to have windows and <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just pretty like, essential. It Weird. keeps being but bombed. Imagine were there people like imagine you're a reporter or a journalist and you're like sleeping in your bed and your window just goes busts. Yeah, yeah, and just so in Belfast. Apparently not a the warm journalists. Place. No, apparently the journalists would just like. They wouldn't open their curtains. They had very, very, very heavy curtains, and they wouldn't open their curtains because if the if it was bombed and it shattered, you didn't want the glass to fly into the room when you were in there. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. So they had to keep the the curtains closed all the time. That's frightening. So actually, I'm about to get into the windows. The Europa was a target for the IRA because of its high visibility as a landmark building. And the fact that the press, the journalists, everyone was based there. And they were guaranteed a maximum publicity for any attack. You know, like the journalists are inside, looking Mm -hmm. down outside at a bomb. They're going to report on it. And report on it fast. Yeah. So the windows were blown out on like a weekly basis. And the the Europa ended up getting a nickname called the Hardboard Hotel. (gasps) <gasps> that's horrible isn't it yeah like, and that also sounds install... so scary that could be the name right. of like a scary movie the hardboard hotel yeah that's frightening they, yeah can you imagine like it would be because fr- like even just buildings when whenever homes houses have mdf in the windows hate like, it hate it oh it's just so spooky for some reason you don't you want a whole to hotel close to it it, it there's a story behind that and it's never mm-hmm. good when you mm-hmm. see that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, so creepy. There was a standing order with a warehouse that had every pane of glass duplicated or triplicated so that they could no. immediately be replaced. Yeah. <laughs> this is when you might think to yourself, should we take a breath, take a pause? Maybe, you know... <laughs> I wonder if they could have made like plastic windows. That's, I mean, yeah, possibly. What the? Why can't they use plastic windows? Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Oh, if only I was there. 
they needed you, Miriam. They they needed help. <laughs> to have like backups of your windows is bonkers. Right. Because they but knew then, it was going to be exploded. I know I'm saying, oh, just shut it down, you know, take a pause. But like, I mm-hmm. guess the journalists needed somewhere to go. It's not like we had Airbnb they back then. So like, where go. would they go? I feel like as well that the Europa was very stubborn. And for a lot of people in Belfast, it was very much a symbol of we are going to keep going. We are going to try to keep as normal as possible. And that's what the Europa did as well. They're like, we're still a fucking hotel and we are going to be a fucking hotel. Yeah, and this is still a city. Mm -hmm. This is still a place of business and prosperity. And you're Mm -hmm. not going to bring this city to a halt. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. it was like the Europa almost became like personified. It was like, yeah, well, Belfast very like that. Very resilient city and resilient people suppose they had Uh to be but they did have that backbone already which stood by them I think but yeah that I mean oh this is this is a lot so staff also got bomb threat phone calls almost every single day yeah it was something like in like a year I think there was like over 250 like calls or something like that can you imagine I mean the anxiety the anxiety of working in an environment like that and mental health was definitely not a big thing back then or a big priority and you think about those mm. people and they're they're not getting paid a lot and they're living no. with that every day like that's oh my god but i think it was sort of like you know the way we would have a few bomb scares like in the town but then like it happens so often that you're like well there's not it's nothing's going to go off it becomes normal like it becomes normalized and that's what yeah. they said the people in the documentary and the workers were saying that like it unfortunately became like mundane. It became normal, wow. like aye aye, another one. And they would have to like, you know, evacuate people or they'd have to like check their area. Like the bartender would have to look check for a bomb or the chef would have to check for a bomb, like wow. in there in the kitchen. It just became like so, routine. Yeah. yeah. And a permanent notice was attached to each bedroom door warning the visitors that because of the civil unrest in Belfast guests may have to speedily evacuate the building oh my god <laughs> that's so scary oh my god imagine mm-hmm. that's on the door of your hotel room mm-hmm. oh yeah, my god you could not pay me to stay there oh my god uh-huh but they were determined to stay open on the 4th of September 1974 Europa experienced another bomb then in 1975 they experienced another bomb outside on the 23rd of January and then like quite a few months later towards the end of the year on the 2nd of December a very bad blast bomb I feel like I'm saying bomb so many times it's another word for bomb drink every time you say the word bomb so inappropriate (laughs) no no but I'm drinking tea so it's okay drink a swig of tea so on the 2nd of December 1975, the, it had to clo- the Europa had to close for its first time. Oh, it no. had to like, yeah, it had like withstood so many things. Oh. Was that because the of that one particular bomb? On the se- Sorry, yeah. On the 2nd of December, there was one particular bomb that meant they needed everybody to leave and to just like clean it, clean everything up. So they gotcha. had to like refuse, refuse customers. Okay. So talking about customers, it wasn't only the staff that were like you were saying like Belfast people like Belfast is very resilient mm-hmm. also the customers were very 
resilient and they were calm and they persevered. The bartender told a story that on one occasion, a bomb was detonated in one of the water tanks on top of the roof. Oh my God. Isn't that crazy? And it exploded and water came seeping down through each level of the building. Oh my God. It seeped all the way down and apparently it started dripping through the ceiling at the hotel bar. A customer was in the middle of his Guinness at the time. So he just got out his umbrella, put it up and carried on drinking. (laughs) Oh my God. Don't come between me and my Guinness. (laughs) Oh my god. I'm actually drinking my tea out of a Guinness mug. Are you? God, I haven't had an actual Guinness in forever. I think the last time I had it was in Ireland. Was back home. I think I had one in Dublin this last time. It's okay now and again. Very heavy drink. This is a stupid question. I was going to say, would you be able to get it in Hong Kong? You would get it in an Irish bar. Oh, it's everywhere here. It's very popular. People love it. Oh yeah. Okay, right. Guinness is all over the world, Tress. I know Said that. that in the museum. Just, there's something about I just can't see like Hong Kong people like really wanting a Guinness. I just can't see yeah. it. It's <laughs> just it's it's not as good, obviously, because it's made with like different water and different ingredients. Yeah. But it is very popular and they have a lot oh. of these little like of like cans, like they're like like 330 mils like little coke cans okay. are very popular yeah yeah that probably suit me more because a pint is almost too much i think it's a lot yeah it's a lot yeah, yeah. Uh, in the documentary i thought it was crazy um as well that the cameraman and the journalists they became very like in tune with bombs Whoa. so like the cameramen were like you know well how do i know what is going to explode? There's been a there's been a bomb threat. There's going to be a car bomb. But which car is it? And so they became in tune with knowing, like knowing which car was going to explode. Like if you think about it, there's loads of footage of car bombs. How did they know that one was going to explode? Mm-hmm. That's a very so one of, good point. Something I've never thought right? about. Is so it like a car that's been uh-huh. sitting there for a while and you haven't seen anyone go into it and you know that kind of thing? So he was saying that, like, they picked up that you could see underneath at the bottom of the car, it would have, like, a rattling, like, it was, like, moving, and it would move for, like, three seconds at the bottom, and then it would, like, explode. Oh, my God, shut up. That that fast, they noticed those little things. Yeah, they were able to, like, see, like, the the movement. And they were, the cameraman became really in tune with, with the explosions and the cars. Did it, would it shake the whole car or just underneath? Like, the undercarriage. And it was showing in the documentary, it was, like, showing a car. And you could see, it was just, like, the undercarriage, the under part of the car. Wow. And, was, and you could see it. It was, like, it was shaking. Not violently, but it was moving. It's like, fuck, okay. yeah. It's, like getting ready to to explode it's like building up energy and then bang gee so i thought that was crazy the cameraman journalists were you know like getting so used to it it was so common like so many bombs were going off that they were like oh that one's gonna go jeez in 1981 grand met bought the intercontinental hotels chain and placed the Europa on their Forum Hotels division. Then two years later, in 1983, they renamed the hotel to the Forum Hotel Belfast. Don't like it. 
if they're trying to rebrand as if people won't know <laughs> come on you know that doesn't really right? work they did that with the cecil doesn't oh work. yeah that's true I what mean, is it called the spot or something stupid something like that? really cheesy like that trying to be all yeah. hip i mean it works for some really international people that having a clue when they arrive but yeah yeah but also the forum the, the forum, forum. sounds so shit apparently er- all the journalists all of like the visitors everybody taxmen everybody still rang up and called it the europa they're oh, like, of course is this yeah. the europa and they're like well we've changed our name to the forum and they would send letters like bills and stuff still said the europa hotel <laughs> nobody acknowledged the name mm-hmm. change but thankfully the hotel was sold to the emerald group six years later and they changed the name back to its original name yay in 1991 on the 4th of september so we're it's been a long time mm. the last bomb was in 1975 and now it's 1991 so it's been over a decade on the 4th of december there was a function being held for civil engineers the europa received a call there was a bomb a hijacked van with 1,000 pounds of explosives detonated. It devastated the ground and the first floor of the Europa, oh. the road outside, and the Grand Opera House. <gasps> no! Yeah. It affected the Opera House. Mm-hmm. It had been over a decade, and this bomb was out of the blue. And it really put the hotel backwards. They were doing well, having functions, lots of visitors. And then this, just people cancelled their functions, people cancelled, like, their shows um, and entertainment. Uh, recordings were being done there. Everything was cancelled. Oh, and this is in 91? Mm-hmm. Jeekers. And then 18 months later, on the 20th of May, 1993, a bomb was found, another £1,000, Attempts were made to defuse the bomb, but unfortunately it did go off this time and it injured 13 people. Oh, I was going to say, because if they were trying to detonate it, they were close to it. Well, or sorry, did did I say detonate? I meant, what's the opposite of detonate? Diffuse. They were trying to diffuse it. I was going to say undetonate. (laughs) Oh my God. Sorry, 13 people were injured. Yes. Okay. And it also created mass devastation severely damaging the opera house again apparently this time the blast was so big that you could stand in the europa lobby and look through to the opera house stage (gasps) what Mm. weird by this time the hotel was unable to meet its financial obligations and it had to be put up for sale the europa was on the market for 10 million pounds but it was sold to Billy Hastings for... Do you want to guess how much? Oh. Did he get it for as cheap as five? He got it for... Good guess. He got it for 4.4 million. Wow. That is a bloody bargain. Um. So Billy Hastings bought it and it was announced it was going to close for its first... Properly close for its first time in 22-year history to allow for major refurbishments. Billy Hastings invested six million into renovating the hotel and opened and opened it again after six months. 
So it wasn't closed for too long. No, six months. Very good, yeah. And then in 1994, the ceasefire was announced. And as the peace process began, there was optimism for the hotel, for Belfast and for Northern Ireland. The hotel became graced with politicians, prime ministers, musicians and movie stars, including Bob Dylan, Brad Pitt, Julie Roberts and you too, all around this time. Julie Roberts. Was Brad Pitt, uh, uh, he did a movie where he was Had an Northern Irish accent. Yeah, was it? It was was so good. Was it Northern Irish actually? It wasn't. I'm pretty sure... Did he do a movie where he was, he was a in traveler. the IRA? <gasps> he did, you're he, right. He, what was that called? Um, I don't know. So I'm just wondering, was he in Belfast for that role, is, is what I'm he wondering. Was. He was. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was so hot. And I remember thinking, no Irish person looks like that. <laughs> Look at him. He's he's blonde and tan Beautiful. and... Yeah. It Beautiful. Just, who... Who cast? Who 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 did that casting? <laughs> like oh, anyway, still love him. But anyway, <laughs> um, right. So a lot of famous people. Julia Roberts in Belfast. Oh my god, I would die. Oh, I know. God, I um, love her. And also, I have to mention because everything, every article, every documentary, everything mentions the fact that Bill and Hillary Clinton also came to stay. Oh, great. While he was president. Much, but- I don't well, care. While he, while was he was president, that's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. So why? Yes. So yeah, U.S. President Bill Clinton and First Lady Hillary Clinton they stayed in the hotel in November 1995, okay. and the suite is still called to this day the Clintons. That's and, right. Sure, I knew yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You thought that was just random? No, I I knew <laughs> about the Clinton suite, and I knew it had something to do with him, but like. I, I, I wasn't I didn't really put two and two together mm-hmm. that like he was a president yeah. and all of that and I don't know Northern Ireland just love Bill Clinton everything's called Clinton yeah. is the, is our big building in the town and yeah the Clinton is it still Center called, still called the Clinton Center he came and he opened it and imagine having buildings named after you why did it's they name that after him I have no did idea did he give them money or like no. no I don't understand why you would do that why would you I think I think he went and shook hands and gave thumbs up like this is yeah great. but like he's probably like oh another fucking building named after me better fly over to this country now like, <laughs> I don't, I, maybe i'm missing something i could be missing something i know that um hillary clinton they have a big connection with northern ireland i don't know why so i'm missing something but hillary yeah. clinton is the oh my god i don't know what the right word is here not the chancellor Maybe it is the Chancellor for Queens. Is she? So, do you know, is Chancellor the right word? I don't know. Or what I is didn't it? even know uh, if she like, had anything it, to do with like I went, I Like, in Ulster University, it's James Nesbitt. Yay, I like him. I like him too. He gives the speech. In Queens, See? it's now Hillary Clinton. She ha- She's never given a speech. I think this is a Has new she? thing. Oh. Anyway. Like, but I'm wondering, do they give money to Northern Ireland? Maybe they feel bad because of the bombings. I don't know. Uh, well, or is we'll he got money. Irish heritage? But Clinton? I don't know. Is that Talking way too much about Bill Clinton now. Yeah. He's taken up way too much time for this podcast. He's had loads of attention. We're done now. That's it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Bill. <laughs>
Um, so in 1998, we're getting up to the time of the Good Friday Agreement. And the Good Friday Agreement had a Yes campaign. And the Yes campaign, it went around all the local businesses and in Belfast, asking them to, you know, will you please make a political statement in your shop window or, you know, in the newspaper or whatever, supporting the Good Friday Agreement. Mm-hmm. And a lot of businesses were like, oh gosh, we just want to stay out of it. Out of it. We want to stay neutral. You know, like in Northern Ireland, you do not talk about politics. Mm-hmm. And obviously a lot of that stems from this. The Yes campaign, they visited the Europa, the most bombed building in Belfast, the most bombed hotel in the world. And they asked them, will you make a political statement? And in response, the Europa unfurled a giant white banner with a blue writing. It hung from the top down several floors and it had one word yes wow that's so impactful could you imagine seeing that mm-hmm. is there a picture i find a picture it is in black and white but in the documentary it is in color and it is stunning so i might go into the documentary and take a screen grab wow yeah which i think it was just like for the hotel the troubles were personal for it. It was mm-hmm. really, you know, it went through a lot. Mm-hmm. It lost a lot of, like, revenue. It was birthed with the idea of being luxurious and it became a shell. Yeah. And, you know, the hotel, it forgave and moved on. Mm-hmm. Incredibly, in the entire history of the hotel, only two or three people inside the hotel were slightly injured by the attacks. Not one person was killed. Wow, yeah, I was waiting for that. I wanted to know... Mm-hmm. that's incredible how is that even possible i know was it almost that and i know a lot of the time they want to scare people you know yeah but then for attention. Always, it is but then there's always that chance well what if someone had been using the ladies bathroom at the time you know there's always that chance where yeah, they maybe don't is. mean to kill someone but so it is strange that mm-hmm. it didn't happen coincident like you know by accident mm-hmm. that someone yeah. died that's crazy for the customers and staff and i would say most people of northern ireland the europa will never be just another bland generic hotel its history is a testament to the hope and resilience of belfast and its citizens love it the end go on europa we must go for afternoon tea We must. I feel very close to the Europa now that I know so much about it. Yeah. I think you can have, I think, do they, I'm not sure if you can have the afternoon tea in the piano lounge, but you can definitely have a tea or a drink or something in the piano lounge. Wow. The Europa is just an amazing story, isn't it? It -hmm. must be so proud now. Yes. To have, like, done well with it. Yeah. It really is a part of Belfast like you there's no way you could ever like knock it down I know right yeah Mm -hmm. crazy that was a great one that was so super interesting I love that thank you even though there was no murder there was plenty of crime oh yeah no murder (laughs) (laughs) nobody Uh, died scrap it delete it can't go up (laughs) sorry (laughs) moving on Love it. We'll have to go. Will we stay in the Bill Clinton room? Oh. Do you think it was because... I want to stay in the Brad Pitt room. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me too. Maybe they don't. Maybe they haven't labelled that one, so you don't know. <laughs> okay. Slan while you? Yeah, slan while you, guys. Bye-bye.
Me Time and Murder would like to thank and acknowledge our sources that make this podcast possible. References can be found on our Instagram page.